0: the orange okay, button yeah, not the okay. pink button roger I, yeah, I
1: know i'm gonna hear about this yeah i had a little technical faux pas there leading up to this point so um
0: so if roger hits the wrong button then they accidentally plays the outro and we have to just sit here for three or four that'll... minutes while it plays itself out so good job you hit the orange button yeah so that thank will you be for the, listening uh, to the fields Brothers take me Show. three
1: years to figure it out dun,
0: dun, 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 well i'm roger dun, dun, fields dun, dun. Let's catch you tune
1: and uh, dun, 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 here with Jeff, dun, 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 we're the Fields dun, dun, Brothers, dun, dun, dun. not the Dewey Brothers, not the Wright Brothers, not the Marx Brothers, but the Fields Brothers, two recovering pastors with no hidden agendas, I don't think, and uh, no scandals. Okay, uh, I, I
0: need to tell you about this. No, just kidding. <laughs>
1: and um, anyway, in this, uh, we do this podcast um, totally free. We don't take advertising. We don't solicit for money. Don't send us money. We'll just spend it on something. So anyway... Um, before I launch in here, Jeff, what's going on with you? Anything you want to share with us about your life? A hey, quick
0: little thing. This is kind of, I don't know if this is a sign or not, but I'll try to make it quick. I had a, a lady that I just met the other day in my office, and going over her background, she used to live in Florida, and she mentioned she was a church secretary in Florida. And I said, well, what what church was it? And she said, uh, Spanish River Church. And then when she said that, I realized, now, I've heard about that recently somewhere. Have you ever heard of that? No. Does that? Spanish heard, River no, Church, Boca no, Raton. Nope. And then it dawned on me later later on that day, and then I'd listen to it again. I've told you about it. I'm listening to these Christianity Today podcast on the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Yep. They have it, and it's the most recent one out there, which is about three weeks I mean, old. How many these are there? There's, wow. There's, there's several. I mean... Uh, they're supposed to be coming out every other week and it's been over three weeks since the last one so i'm a little bit annoyed about that but anyway that aside you <laughs> know just mo- write them a letter <laughs> let them, give them a piece <laughs> of your mind about that the most <laughs> recent one is like over three weeks ago but the most recent one they kind of did a side one on the spanish river church in boca Raton because they were really big into church planning and they ended up teaming up with mark driscoll at one point to form this thing called acts 29 It was really into church planning but this, I mean, most of this podcast is about Spanish River Church, which evidently did some, a lot of good things, and a, a man by the name of David Nicholas, who's now passed away. But it was all that. I am in mean, just in the last few weeks. And then this lady's in my office,
1: who was, secretary who was a there.
0: secretary at Spanish River Church. Well, what do you So what know? do I take of that? What, am I, what supposed is, to, I don't know. Is there a Maybe sign there or Spanish? something? Or, I don't know. What does that mean? Or am I supposed to move to Boca Raton or Boca Raton? How do you say that? I used to live in Florida
1: anyway you asked Roca.
0: what was going on that's what's going on
1: well there you go so you, you know and you need to update people on the fact that you have moved your office now you're not Just in the big downtown, fancy fancy of office the suburbs downtown down, out in the burbs you're in a fancy fancy <laughs> office in the suburbs yeah
0: and my lunch options have opened wide open now so i can get to a lot of different places for well, you lunch were downtown now, so. you had a lot of downtown yeah places, but there's, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of those you gotta know, walk to and i didn't like
1: walking. oh though, yeah <laughs> well i can't be doing that you know <laughs>
0: That's so like the ones. guy who
1: said, you know, they went to the gym to work out and mm-hmm. they put the elliptical on the second floor. He goes, I'm not going to walk up there, and you know. <laughs> I hadn't the, heard of that. I did. Yeah. I
0: did. Since you mentioned that this morning, um, I was the first one in our area uh, for various reasons, and uh, I successfully disarmed the alarm when I came in. It's the first time I had well, to do look
1: that. at you. <laughs> I haven't
0: had I haven't had to disarm an alarm since I preached in Stanton. We had an alarm on the building there. Yeah, yeah, So uh, I guess somebody did it so. for
1: you in the big building down, downtown, right?
0: Well, I mean, the, the big building is kind of always open. You know, there's just our see, key to our department, there. security guard right there oh, by okay. our department. We all had right. just a key, so we didn't have to fool yeah. with alarms there. But anyway, all so right. that's well, what's going on.
1: Well, I'm going to lead up to something here. But I've had a little bit of a rough week, I'll just tell you. And uh, apparently, there, you know, uh, there's a lot of a um, lot of fun things happening in real estate, and it's all going to work out, but it's been a little stressful. So I was telling this to uh Shannon, you know Shannon's a daughter that's the JAG officer in Fort Sill, Oklahoma.
0: JAG is some people may yeah. not know what JAG is. Um,
1: it's a uh, she's an attorney for the military, attorney for the Army, Judge Advocate General. General yeah. Judge what, Advocate General is what, is what JAG which, is, okay. which I don't really understand that term per se, but JAG means attorney. To so me. she's on the TV show that was by no, that. She was not on the TV show. Oh, okay, no, okay, okay. no. So, anyway, and I was trying, so I just kind of groaning a little, moaning a little bit and complaining a little bit. She said, Dad, just put on your big boy pants. <laughs> and I said, I don't even know where my big boy pants are, you know? And I thought, you know, I thought about that term. I mean, that is a term that we say, we say, put on your big boy pants. What does that mean to you if I said that to you? What, what does that mean?
0: Stop acting childish and just grow up and just, handle it like an adult.
1: Yeah, just kind of see yourself in a different way. Light too, yeah. right? I mean, just put on yeah. your like. I'm an adult. Change I your attitude. Change your yeah, attitude. But you your the idea, the imagery of putting something on, of course, is kind of a scriptural thing too. So anyway, so I, I just got my wheels turning in a lot of different directions. But one of the things I did, you know, remember and wrote down here is that there's twice in the scripture, two times. What Paul says <laughs> was it twice or was it two times? Two times okay. It's twice okay. also. But okay. he says put he says put off your old self. Yeah. This, this is in Ephesians chapter four. And really, verse 22 through 24, I don't read all three verses, but he says, and about the end of it in verse 24, put on the new self, okay? Now, think about this. Creating the likeness of God in true righteousness and, and holiness. That's one of the few things that you're really told specifically to do mm-hmm. under the new covenant. You are told to do that. Right. Put that on. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's just such a simple... Imagery, it's kind of like the imagery of putting on your big boy pants. Okay, Mm -hmm. I can handle this. I'm going to to grow up, be an adult, put on my big boy pants. Well, But we don't think of the same thing when we go through something, um, any challenge in life, that I just need to put on my new self. I mean, the fact that he has to tell us to do that Mm -hmm. says to me that we do go through life, even as believers, without acknowledging that we do have a new self.
0: Yeah, it's not yeah. a it's not a passive. You know, we're yes. not robots. It's yeah. not robotic. It's right. not there is a there are decisions, there are choices, but those choices are based on. And that one, Ephesians four, I will note is in, is in Ephesians four, not in Ephesians one. So right. I mean, the Ephesians right. four is based on one, two, and three. So based on who we are. We do these things, not in order to become something, but as a result of who we already
1: and, and are. We've, and we've made the, the point in the past, we don't have to go through it now, but the, but you don't see them saying, deny yourself after the cross. That was what Jesus said before the cross mm-hmm. to people who are under the law. But you, we don't deny ourselves. We put on the new self. And of course, we wouldn't want to deny that self. And that's who we already you put are. put off that's... the old self. But you just acknowledge the fact that you, you are a different person. I'm going to give you one the place that's in Colossians chapter 3. He says, and have and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge. So even your new self is being renewed, mm-hmm. is in a process. After the image of its creator, here there is no Greek nor Jew. There is no circumcised and uncircumcised, no bi- uh, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of no matter who you are, Put on your new self that you are created in the image of your Creator, and so He didn't say. You know, here's the things He didn't say. For instance, He didn't say, "Now just try harder." Yeah. He didn't say this. He didn't say any of the stuff we say to people. He didn't say, "Now you need to attend more church services." He didn't say, "Be more disciplined." He didn't say, "Pray more." He didn't say, "Read more Bible verses." He didn't say, "Serve more." He says, "Put on your new self," and I think that's. There's, I think it's more profound than maybe I had kind of, you know, that's- given it. Credence for Yeah,
0: you know, that starts out Ephesians 4 one you know at, you know in view of it and walk according to the calling you receive so you know when I read that put it's it's what fits you it's like if you if you ever been in a of course hardly anyone you know, I don't shop for clothes very often in terms of suits and things like that anymore but you know have occasionally but yeah you know, I remember being someplace and you're you're walking to a store and you're you're looking at an area and you're not in the right area you know and the the employee knows that and they'll they'll say oh you're you know you need to be over here because you're looking at the yeah. You know, the these aren't your size, you know. Yeah. See so direction. So that's kinda what that is. That that's not you know, these other things aren't your size. Yeah. This is your size. Yeah. You know, yeah. this is what this is what fits you. This is who you are. Yeah. So
1: I know that's not this is not your point, but you remember be thinking the fact that when I'm in a store, nine times out of ten when they say, "Are you looking for something?" I say, "Yep, <laughs> I'm looking for my wife. I know she's around here somewhere." And I describe her to them. They kind of like, hey, I've,
0: go. I've, I've mentioned that a time or two. Yeah, yeah I mean, so, that, so that's always a fun, fun line. Yeah,
1: to, yeah, to... and it's usually true. So,
0: the if uh, I got time for a little, yeah, go ahead. The, this kind of a somewhat humorous, but a real life story that also has a point. This, this is an easy sermon analogy here. But as you know, we we've moved uh, Teresa's folks in from Illinois over the last couple months, and, and things are progressing. along, still progressing. We're still not got everything unpacked and all this stuff. But one of their frustrations from the beginning is that we had not been able to find her computer. I don't think I've – did I, I tell you about that. this? I don't think so. We haven't been able to find uh, her computer, her mother-in-law's computer, you computer. You lost an entire computer? Well, no. We, we have a room that still has a lot of boxes okay. that haven't been unpacked. Okay. So we early on, right early on, we we've, we've found the monitor. We found the keyboard. We found the cabinet that she puts this in.
1: It doesn't do you a lot but of good didn't have the computer. The computer and okay. so,
0: and it's been a frustration that, you know, okay, well, we, you know, we can only go through these boxes so fast because everybody's schedule has to coordinate. And then, and so we looked around and Teresa would ask her, what's it look like? And, you know, didn't get much of an answer there. And so we, you know, we weren't really sure what we were looking for and just assumed it was in one of these boxes that still hasn't been gone through yet. Well... The other day, so this is like after two months, um, yeah, about two full months. It, the subject came up again, and her mom's kind of frustrated that you know we haven't found the computer, and um, and she just mentions in passing, "Well, it's on the back of the monitor." And I didn't know they made these kind. Evidently, I'm one of the few people that didn't know this. I'm guessing you already knew this that you uh. you can buy. Computers where the computer there is no separate box computer the the monitor yeah. the back of the monitor the computer is built into the back of the monitor.
1: My computers have pretty much been that like that for the last oh, I don't well, know, I a lot eight, of well I think a lot of Apple years, what, yeah. uh, apples are that way or yeah, whatever. Yeah.
0: Well, this you know she doesn't have an Apple, so this wasn't an Apple. So this is a, a PC.
1: PC was it built. In. But okay. I didn't even
0: know they made them, and Teresa didn't know that either, and sure didn't know that she had one. So we've been yes. looking for he the computer all we, along, we and we already had, and then the one step further. They are thinking, okay, well, we need to get her hooked up to the internet. We got Wi-Fi through cable in the house. We already have Wi-Fi in the house. I thought I'll go. I, I figured out, okay, I'm surely you can bind adapter to stick in there, so we don't have to wire this thing into the wall somewhere and get the outlet redone to get the cable wire there and all that. So, so I go to Best Buy, and I say I need a, a Wi-Fi adapter, and um, I walk right in the store. I said I need a Wi-Fi adapter, and then he he says, uh, oh, so, so it's you know, one of the one of this type of cord. I said, no, I need. A Wi-Fi adapter. Then he, then he goes, oh, you need a Wi-Fi adapter. I said, well, yes, that's what I told you. So he directs me to someone who knows it. And the guy looks at me so says, well, they're over there. But he says, and I told him what I was needing it for. He said, normally those computers are already yeah. set up for Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. So I went back to the house. And sure enough, it's already on there. So I took that part back to Best Buy. Yeah, you just need so to call me is, more often. I can help
1: you through some of these so things. So the point is,
0: we, we've been frustrated for two months that we didn't have the computer and didn't have Wi-Fi to the computer when we had it all yeah, along, it was right there in front of us. So do you want to make the analogy or the, the no, sermon illustration? I mean, no, but it's pretty clear. I mean, but yeah. that's, a, you know, we spend a lot of our, so you know, quote-unquote Christian life struggling to try to find something, try to get something, try but to get a new have. connection. Yeah. And lo and behold, we already have everything we, we need for our life Wi-Fi and God. We have our connection with
1: God. And only. the computer is
0: yeah. just, <laughs> already in there. So anyway, so, uh, you know, I kind of look at that as, hey, this is good news. We found it. The other way
1: of looking at it is, okay, this is Wish we had have been a lot easier. A long time ago. Done, <laughs> yes, I mean, that is like so, what a lot of people do. When it really they, is, when they yeah. discover the gospel, that yeah. the price is completely yeah. paid, that they've been made a new person, everything's free. They don't have to earn anything, live up to anything. When well, They don't have to do that. A lot, of, a lot of times that is the reaction. Wow, why didn't somebody tell me this yeah. a long time ago? Yeah. How come I'm just now learning this? And so – You know, so anyway, if you'd have called me, I would have told you this probably.
0: I got a few other things, but you get your turn. You get, you you know,
1: I just think, and this is a simple observation, but you know, it's amazing to me that all the stuff believers believe, except for one thing. You know, they we we can believe in that the Bible is inspired. We can believe in creation. We can believe in God. Believe morality, church attendance, giving, serving, hard work, worship. Uh, We can believe in a lot of things, but we just don't want to believe the gospel. Mm -hmm. It is kind of amazing. I always go back to just how amazing that is, the gospel. For so many people, just so hard to believe that God would be that amazing, that great, that good to just completely wipe away all sin, past, present, and future sin, completely make us free, to know that we're secure with him forever, we can believe anything but that, or for a lot of people.
0: And that's why the phrase easy believe is and really doesn't make sense. I mean, it, it's, it's legalism is easy to right, believe. Right. It's easy to believe I've point. got to do something. Yeah, great point. It's the idea that it's free by faith that I already have it in Christ. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that requires a revelation. I mean, yeah. that requires really God does, opening yeah. our eyes yeah, really to does. see that because it is a spiritual response yeah it's not an intellectual you know that's a great
1: point too easy believism is oh it's part god and it's part me that's easy to believe Mm -hmm. that well you know god does his part i do my part but it's always our part that's the problem you know but that's easy to believe It's, it's hard to live and function in that yeah but it's easy to adopt that as a doctrine
0: it reminds me when peter you know jesus asked who do men say that i am and peter said you know Eventually came around. Peter said, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." And Jesus said, "You know, blessed are you. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father and is in heaven." So yeah. this is this stuff is spiritually discerned. That's why when Paul's prayers, a lot of times, we pray that God would open your eyes right, right. to see this. And so it's not something we it's not primarily an intellectual pursuit because it's a it's part of the spirit. And so we have a spirit, but the unbeliever is spiritually dead. But when we hear the gospel. The Spirit works with that and quickens our spirit to see. I mean, it's, it's a seeing. It's, it's kind of a spiritual eyesight.
1: something you see, and there's a lot of Scripture about that. It, it, is, it is interesting, though, and it brings up the question is, why do people see at different times? I mean, I didn't see it for a long time. Um, why? What brings you to the point? Is it just, I mean... It's hard for me to believe it's just an arbitrary decision where God says yeah, on Tuesday true. on November eighth, yeah. I'm just gonna you know.
0: Just your number got picked yeah, that day, yeah, and yeah. so, you so know. it
1: is interesting. To, why yeah, you know? I don't know. For a lot of people you just kind of get to be you get brought to a point in your life maybe where you just have come to the end of yourself. That's one of the theories, and that when you've come to the end of yourself and you've given up on everything else, I think law, that's a large part. That's yeah, basically the that, that yeah. Small
0: bringing about yeah, its yeah. its purpose, and maybe know, that's it. it.
1: You just get to the point where you know it's there's got to be another way.
0: Read a, or someone I forgot now who it was had a good. it uh, was Malcolm Smith. I was listening to said the Old Testament or Old Covenant. He described it uh, as uh, the scaffolding to the New Testament. So you think of scaffolding, mm-hmm. you know, you're building a building, you build, you put up scaffolding to help build it or to change or whatever. But then when the building's done, you don't leave the scaffolding up. You know, the scaffolding has served its purpose. So I thought that's pretty good analogy. Yeah, yeah, I agree so, with that. Yeah, that's a good
1: one. Yeah, you know, I heard on I read on uh, Facebook and I forgot who. Post to this but and I'd forgotten this term, but that we've become um, you know, ashtray Christians. You know, we're full of butts, you know, it's everything's mm-hmm. but we gotta do this. You know, God's paid the full price, Jesus has paid the full price. But we better make sure we know but we you know, and we are. We're just full of butts. And uh the other thing yeah, I, I forgot about it, we put in our book that I, I still like the term a whack a mole religion. You know, we're just where everything becomes just gotta whack down another sin. You know, and everything is just. Uh, someone's sin pops his head up, and we got to whack it down. And,
0: uh, you mentioned the book. You told me the other day. Do you want to tell about the message? Came out with a new version of oh, the message ahead. and changed yeah. that. So, I mean, I, I'm just yeah, I'm a
1: little upset about that. Actually, I mean, you're right? the
0: one that. Told, why don't you explain it? Because you're okay. the one that told me. So. Well,
1: actually, I guess they revised they revised the message translation like three times now,
0: okay. and the last
1: time was in 2018. And yeah,
0: that's I can never remember the the man who did that. Um, uh, uh, Eugene Peterson. Eugene Peterson,
1: yeah, Okay. And so, um, and it really is. I think it's a tremendous. Translation. Well, some people say it's paraphrase. more. Tra- yeah, well, it some people say it's a translation. You know, too. That's all another discussion I will bring. up. Okay. But anyway, um, that you know, he uses the phrase in before 2018 in uh, Galatians 3, three, chapter one, where it says, chapter three, verse one, where it says, "Who has put a hex on you?" You it's crazy Galatians? Now, most translations say he's "put a spell on you," which to me is kind of the same. Who thing. has bewitched you? Who has bewitched you? Um, and so he said hex. Well, he's gone back to spell. He uses spell now in the new okay. version of the message, which we used the word hex out of his pre two thousand eighteen translation for the title of our, book. Title of our book. Breaking, Breaking the, the hex, hex life, life, life with God after cross killed religion. So I uh, wish he had kept the word hex in there, but that's okay, you know.
0: So okay. now if we say we we're used to saying, well, the title comes from the message Galatians three one. Now we have to throw in the yeah. additional qualifier yeah. of the, the pre two thousand eighteen yeah. version yeah. of the message. Yeah. So
1: yeah. so anyway,
0: and I mean he. I mean, he passed away a few years ago.
1: Um, so who changed it? I, I don't know. He may have, um, I don't know. I don't know if he had already been working on it and they released it, but I think he passed away before 2018. Didn't I'm he? thinking he did. Yeah.
0: I, I'm not real sure about that. It probably would have been close. I don't I know. Did Do they Would they revise it after he's gone? Or I don't know. Well, Maybe.
1: he may have already done it. They just hadn't released it. I mean, he I may that's have. That's you know, so. I mean, It takes a so while, then. I guess, to release something like that. So. Heard a
0: sermon on a revelation the other day. Heard, something I never heard of. In, in chapter 14, I'll make this quick. The um, compares some of the torment but it talks about uh, Revelation 14 verse 11 the smoke of their torment ascends forever and, ever, forever and ever and they have no rest day or night and then two verses later I heard a voice from heaven saying to me right blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on yes said the spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. Where are you reading this out? What, what Revelation 14 this 14. is, this is so I like the okay. ESV, but just the idea that no rest and rest. Yeah, the ones that are tormented outside no of Christ, no rest. The ones in Christ, they rest from their labors.
1: Yeah, re- so. I mean, rest is a you know dominating characteristic of the gospel. That we rest in Christ. We rest in what He has done for us. You know, Jesus so, where do you come covenant. down in
0: Revelation? What is the 144,000? What is the beast, Roger? Are you pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, pre meal post-mill? Well, I post-trib. can explain
1: all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: so if you have any questions, write to Roger at thefieldsbrothers.com. If you have any questions about end time events in the in the Book of Revelation, is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll answer all your questions. <laughs> just go ahead. Um. So anyway, hey, you know one thing, and I and I, and I haven't fully developed this thought yet, but I, I keep, and I think the Lord's kind of helped me just kind of ponder, meditate on the fact that that as you know, when you believe the gospel, when you finally get over this thing, we it's not about your failure is not about your struggles, not about what you do, what has been done for you, and you have a new identity. That obviously, if you believe that, I, I believe it's, it's easy to conclude that you are secure in God, that you're with him forever. Um, you know that you're we're free. We've talked about that, that you don't have to carry around guilt and everything. But one of the things that I think is a way to say this to, to people is that the gospel really takes the limits off of living, Mm-hmm. okay so the there are a lot of, of things that limit yeah I think a lot of things that limit your just your fulfillment your happiness in life uh your past can limit you your shame you know fears failure and, and it comes
0: below what we were designed for yeah and so these just, other things
1: are not some super
0: level that they're just the the normal stuff yeah. we were created for and
1: it's not that you have to do anything mm-hmm. but the limits are gone where you can if you want to does that make sense I think so I mean if I wanted you know, I, when God takes the limits off, if I want to just kind of coast through life, I actually I can do that. But if I want to just kind of tackle life, and I want, I can do that too. The limits are off. It doesn't mean that I'm forced to do anything. It doesn't mean I have to perform for God. It's none of that. But I just don't have limits where I'm held back from doing what I otherwise would do because I'm held back by shame or fear or my past or sense of failure or even bitterness or mm-hmm. just being undeserving that's all gone and it just means I don't have to be jealous of other people I don't have to be mean mm-hmm. I don't have to be vindictive I don't have to be critical because I know what God has done for me that I didn't deserve and that that's all free it's all paid for and there's just a there's a you know we've talked a lot about freedom and it, it is freedom mm-hmm. But I like stating it that way, that it just takes the limits off of living. Um, religion limits you, limit, limits what you, um, I mean, just limits you in so many ways. I mean, you're always trying to figure out what you can do and what you can't do, and you're always just, you know, you're living life within a, um, a confinement of just being afraid of doing something that's not pleasing to God, and you're just, you know, you're just always trying to live up to something that you can't live up to. And anyway, I just I just like that. And, I just like it, saying it that way. I
0: think it also limits our view of God. Well, yeah, and to where we kind of have a narrow view of what we think He's like and what He'll do and what He'll not do, and so it kind of takes the limits of of what we can see in terms of His. And, and work I agree in our with life.
1: that. I agree with that. I guess what I'm kind of more, a little more focused on, is just that you know it, the gospel helps you live your life to the fullest.
0: I came that you might have life and have, and it, have abundantly. it
1: abundantly. And I think one reason it does is it just takes the limits off. I mean, we most of the limits that people live are self-imposed limits. Well, I could never do that. Well, you know, it's like you don't have to do that. You don't have to. I mean, you can really just kind of poke through life if you want to.
0: But, it was kind of like the dog that's been on the leash all the time. You take him yeah. off the leash, and he still doesn't go because yeah, he's really so so programmed yeah. to to yeah. stay within that area, type there of deal. You.
1: So, but the limits are off where you know your life can be fulfilling, can be exciting, and I do believe there's a whole lot more. And I'm still partnering this until you. Know, I don't know that I read just chapters and chapters of scripture at a time. Normally, I don't, but I get stuck on a verse or two, and man, I chew on it forever because I'm trying to figure out you know what what. It's really going to lead, and that's the case. And I brought this verse up before, but Ephesians chapter two verse ten, where it says, "For we are God's workmanship, yeah. created Christ Jesus for good works." And I think the good works are, are good because they're good for us, not just that they're we're out feeding the homeless, which would be great, or feeding the poor. Um, you know, I mean that that could be great stuff too. But it's a good thing for us. He has a good plan for us.
0: So it's good for both the doer and yeah. the doee. It's just no, good
1: yeah. all the way around. It just a, it's yeah. like a good destiny, is the way to say it. Mm-hmm. But I think we, because we still look at a lot of scripture through the lens of religion, what I got to do to please God. Even verses like that that I think are or, or have a richness to them uh, that we limit that to. Well, he's got good things for me to do now that I'm a believer, and good things mean I'm supposed to do nice stuff for people, which there again can, can absolutely be a part of it. But it's much bigger, much more exciting, much more fulfilling than that. It's a, it's more of a destiny. I think that's the best way to say it. It's a good destiny for us once we realize by grace through faith we are saved, not of ourselves. It's a gift of God. We are his workmanship created for good works.
0: Amen. I'm going to say this till next time. I've got a Wayne Jacobson quote, some thoughts on church. A friend of mine that listened to the podcast sent a um, – so we linked to an article, very interesting article about pastors leaving churches and getting out of the pastor and all that, but uh, I don't want to cram that in here in 30 seconds. I might save that for next time, if I remember it, yeah. uh, next time we record. Well, so. There we go.
1: So we haven't set it up for a long time, but we brought it up today. We do have a book out it's in, on uh, Amazon called Breaking the Hex, Life with God if the Cross Killed Religion. Check we, it out.
0: We do have email addresses, jeff at thefieldsbrothers.com, or roger at thefieldsbrothers.com. And I acknowledge I am not real good at, at replying promptly to emails. So um, if you have a big complicated question, don't, just give me some time on that. But um, Well, I'm here for the, you, uh, so
1: just email me, roger at thefieldsbrothers.com.